This is Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast. Always love to help you discover the new artists on the scene. Kaylee Hammock, one of our next women of country at CMT. We've uh, known Kaylee for a couple years. She's really got a powerful voice. Recently on tour with Luke Bryan. If you went to the Proud to Be Right Here tour, you saw Kaylee on stage just dazzling the crowd as she always does. Just phenomenal stage presence. Uh, she is touring right now with Chris Stapleton. If you missed her over the summer with Luke Bryan. Hello, Cody Allen. This is Kaylee Hammett. How are you? Uh, I'm so good. Thank you for calling. I'm so sorry I'm late. I've got an idea in my head and I started writing it down and I let the voice memo keep going. And then I was like, what time am I? Oh, yeah. Five minutes it's ago. It's okay. okay. I was doing like um, working on my stuff here. I, I forgot you were calling. And then I was like, oh, is that a spam number or who is this? Oh, Kaylee Hammock. Well, it might still be a spam number. I might try to sell you something by the end of it. Who knows? (laughs) Potential spam. It's a hard time to be an artist. (laughs) Gotta do some side jobs. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing anyway? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, um, I've just been writing a bunch. I've been, uh, working on my house right now. I'm, I'm, putting up joint tape in the corners of my dressing room. Mm. Uh, my living room is my dressing room. It's a fabulous life. <laughs> Such a hard life, but someone's got to live it, I guess. Now, wait a second. What is joint tape? Is that... It, it's. I honestly don't really know how to explain it, other yeah. than it's like a thick type of paper that you use in the joints in the house, like all the corners oh. where sheetrock meets. Um, oh. This guy, I mean, he... Other than his fascination and obsession with um, that spray glue, what is it, that spray insulation yeah. foam? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is like a decorative touch in this house. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to change. But uh, other than that, joint tape, that seems to be the bane of my existence. <laughs> it's just a lot of uh, puttying it you know, down with some joint compound, yeah. and, and then you just sand it, and then you do it again, and yeah. you do it again. And I'm kind of learning what hell would be like, I guess. <laughs> what? How did you get yourself into this mess? I mean, you bought the house, and it was a fixer-upper? Yes. this I found this house in December when I was off the road, mm-hmm. and it was just a fluke of a situation. I would normally scroll Zillow at night, and I saw this house, and it was the first house I ever called my realtor about. And I said, yeah. I got to go see it. And it was the funniest thing, Cody. I went through this house with uh, an inspector and the realtor and everything that they said, they're like, ooh, wow, look at look at this door. And I'd go, oh, my God, look at this door. And pretty much everything that they said, I would say the exact same thing, but with a different connotation and attitude. And uh, anyways, my dad looked around it. My dad pretty much built rebuilt our house. Our ancestors had built it a long time ago, and he rebuilt it by hand. And anyways, he looked around the house, and he just kind of chuckled, and he He's like, you are my child. We do like challenges, don't we? But the thing is, it has such a great energy. And everyone I bring here to write, they just, they feel creative and everyone wants to come back and write. So my plan is Mm -hmm. to live in the mess and live in the mayhem, but create this to be a studio one day. Yeah. And have it so that this is a creative compound pretty much and have everybody out, have this as a full-blown studio and just share it with other creatives, I guess. What year was the house built? It was built in 84. It's a log cabin. Uh, But yeah, this guy, it's like one room he couldn't decide what he wanted. So the next room he made it a little different. Uh, I just really wish he was better at sheetrocking. That would have made my (laughs) life a little better. What is the one thing you've redone in the house you're like you're most proud of that actually uh, you've completed? 
oh, my kitchen probably. Okay. Uh, I redid all of the uh, cabinets, all the hardware, rewired the kitchen light into a new one, uh, put up a range hood. I've got a lot to do still, I feel like, but as far as the house, that is the most completed room. And uh, it's my poor roommate, which is my best friend. She moved into this house with me because she was like, this is a big undergoing and I'm okay coming and helping. So uh, at one point I heard her on the phone talking to one of our other friends. and She goes, yeah, I've just kind of accepted the fact that I'm going to go to sleep listening to her saying something. I've kind of gotten used to it. It's like white noise. Right. I think I need to keep your number handy, Kaylee, in case I have some um, home improvement, you know, things that I I feel like you could tackle anything, it sounds like. I absolutely love home improvement stuff. I feel like I'm getting to know myself through this house. But I also have a rule that if anyone comes over, Cody, I can't wait for you to come over. (laughs) Because the rule is, if you hang, you gotta help. So bring a hammer or something, or maybe if you're good at pulling weeds, we'll... uh, have coffee in the garden, okay. and you can help me, you know, do some upkeep. Has the house inspired any any music, any songwriting? So much. Uh-huh. I feel like there is a song that I'm just insistent on putting on this next album. We're about to go in the studio and do it. It's called Bigger Houses, and I wrote it long before I found the house, but it was my pursuit of it, – it was kind of this dream of looking at these nice houses in my neighborhood that were much nicer than my little kind of rented – ugly little cottage Mm -hmm. to be completely honest it wasn't the cutest place in the world and uh i would run past these houses and i would just wonder like once you get enough square footage once you get a place of your own that you can paint the walls and you can fix things yourself do you ever have your life together do you ever does everything actually work out magically Mm -hmm. i've realized that's a big no yeah the answer is no but that song kind of started this pursuit of trying to find myself and find a new place so i can grow my own identity um and yeah i feel like there's a lot of songs already that's going to be on this next album that have kind of come through the fruits of my labor here yeah i can tell well and environment is everything for a creative person i found like i I have to have a creative environment in order to create. So, um, hundred percent. That you are building that, and it's happening organically, and it's all you. It's such a beautiful thing, and it will it will bear lots of fruit. So, congratulations oh, on all of it. Um, last time I saw you, it was in Nashville. You were on stage, the Luke Bryan tour, a crazy night, lots of special guests uh, popping up there. Um, it, by the way, does that cooler he brings on stage? Does it actually have beer in it? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we throw it out at people, but I've learned you got to be careful throwing out full beers to right. people. Heads up. Got to really, you got to be good at aiming at hands because right. they do hit heads sometimes. Right. And I don't know how the insurance or like, yeah. you know, how we're covered on that. I actually went to CMT because I wanted to have them give me, you know, buy for me. So when I go to these concert stops or festivals, you know, all over the country that I would have a t-shirt gun that would shoot t-shirts out to the crowd. A t-shirt cannon. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they would, the legal department, Viacom CBS would not approve my t-shirt cannon because (laughs) it is such a hazard. You can't like, you know, pelt people with objects and expect a major corporation like I work for to go along with it. Okay, Cody, so, how about this? Yeah. Let's see if this, maybe this is a workaround we can do here. <laughs> okay. All right. If I have a t-shirt case yes. and I bring you on stage and I just put you on the spot, what a shame if you'd have to use it. <laughs> I think that would work. 
All right, let's, <laughs> I think that would work too. Let's go in together. We'll buy a t-shirt cannon and then uh, I will uh, spontaneously show up on one of your tour stops and shoot t-shirts into the crowd and, and, and oh live my, God, my life yes. dream. That is my dream. It's like Brooks and Dunn. Whenever the other person was singing, the other person had a t-shirt cannon. We could be legends. Right. Um, what do you remember about the tour over the summer with Luke and maybe a, a favorite moment on stage, off stage? My favorite moment, I think. It, it's a hard draw. It's in between. Yeah. Uh, it was our last show. And to celebrate me being on the tour with them and it ending, all the guys in his band and a lot of the crew had T-shirts with my face on it. <laughs> and uh, anyways, they came on stage and I do this little like excerpt of Whitney Houston. And I do this like, it's the silliest little dance thing that me and some of my guys do. Well, I guess everyone else had picked it up. So they got on stage and did it with us. But it's either that or it's the same night. I dressed up like Luke. We stood side stage and watched the show. And then about three songs before I was supposed to go on for all my friends' sake, I went back and I was putting this outfit on. I got it from Ross. And I went to get the tightest blue jeans I could possibly buy. <laughs> and then I got down to the boots and I couldn't fit the dang boots in them. They were so tight. So I was like running to stage with half a boot on. But we pulled it off. All of my band dressed up like his band. And that oh. was probably the funnest night ever was walking onto that stage, having one of the guys throw a beer to me and me catch it. And by the time I catch it, I look at Luke and I realize he's turned around and he's looked at me and he's finally put together that I'm dressed exactly like him. <laughs> that was a great feeling. Also, I've never hit thrusted harder in my life. I pulled out all of his little booty wiggler moves. Never felt more free, ever. Kaylee, you making fun of my look? Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee, what do you think you're doing, crazy girl? Honest to God, that just shocked me a little bit. I was like, oh my God, is he there? Yeah, I've been working on my uh, Luke Bryan impersonation a little bit here at home. At alone. first, I thought you were going to ask what I remembered from Cla uh, Crash My Playa two years ago, and I was about to oh, be like, right. nada, <laughs> nothing. Don't Except remember by much. The time I went to do the interview with you, I'd had about three too many pina coladas. <laughs> right. Um, I talked to Chris Stapleton a couple days ago. Um, let me pick that name up. I just dropped. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a heavy one. Wow. You're not kidding. Um, so we talked about you and how he feels like in choosing you to be on his tour that he would pay money to go see you. Like he chooses people. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He was like, I want people who I would want to see on stage with me on tour. Like I would pay for a concert with Kaylee Hammock. So I thought that was an incredibly huge compliment. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm about to go put that in my little good book, a book <laughs> of anything that someone I love says about me. So on bad days, I can read it back. Yeah, right. We all have those days where it's like, okay, I have to remember how good I actually am. Um, but nonetheless, uh, what a great compliment. How did um, how did it come together that you were on tour with him? Well, it came from Small Town Hypocrite. Uh, during this pandemic, like I released that album in um, my first album, if it wasn't for you, in August, and um, I kind of it, it was it was kind of a bittersweet thing. There was a beautiful part where I got to read on the DMs and get to like have all this fan mail from people telling me how these songs related and resonated with them. And I got to know some of my fans more in depth, but I didn't get to do live shows to promote it, you know, the way mm -hmm. I wanted to. But one beautiful thing that happened through it all was that Chris Stapleton and Morgan heard my music and reached out to my manager, one of their friends and said, Hey, like we love this girl. We think this album's great, blah, blah, blah. It was just so nice. So kind about it. 
And I was giddy about it uh, because my first wish on the entire album was I wanted Chris Stapleton to sing the harmony part I had written in Small Town Hypocrite that I had a friend of mine sing on. And uh, I always thought that was a big wish that would never come true. But one thing I've learned, Cody, is if you don't ask, you'd never know. And uh, I mean, I never thought Reba or Alan Jackson would agree to work with me at all. And they did because I asked. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I gave them hundreds and hundreds of dollars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't even have that to give yet. Right. Uh, but anyway, you know, it, it was a really cool moment. Um, I remember talking on the phone with Chris right before he went into the studio to do it. And uh, the one thing that I, I thought instantly was he talks like somebody from my hometown. Uh-huh. And there was something very warm and welcoming about that. He was so kind. I haven't got to meet Morgan yet, so I'm really excited to come on the road. I'm bringing them a plant, even though I have no clue if they like plants or not. But I was staring at this plant the other day and it told me that it wanted to go home with them. So (laughs) let's see. But yeah, we're about to go on the road this weekend. And I'm so excited to get to just watch them. They blow a crowd away every time I've ever seen them in concert. So it'll be cool to see it from the other side of the curtain, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I get that asking thing too. You know, I just read a book and that's what I spent a lot of the pandemic doing outside of doing the, you know, shows and stuff. But I, I asked Keith Urban to write the foreword, and I, I would have never dreamed if you'd told me five years ago, would Keith Urban like, step forward and like write something for your book? I would have never guessed that he would say say yes, and um, and not that he wasn't a good friend or you know a great guy, but I just you some things you can't even dream up that happen, you know? Yep. And sometimes just the asking, putting it out there into the universe, or praying to God, or just actually asking the person to help help with something. It's amazing what comes back um, and that surprises you and that is uh, meant to be, you know? You know, it's funny you say that you would never expect it because I automatically would out of you. I feel like you're so beloved in this community. Like, you truly are everybody's friend and not in a fake way. I think that that shows. I think Keith probably sees that. Oh, yeah. that's nice. I appreciate you saying that. I, I do try to just to be positive, you know? I, I think there's enough you know, stuff happening in the world and chaos and negativity that whenever I have a, a second to check in, let's just make it a great experience for both of us, you know? And so oh, yeah, um, I agree. I'd rather make the listener or viewer's experience a positive one when they come to see, uh, you know, interview with me um, and an artist. So I hope well, that's- you're doing real good at that. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, let's wrap on this because I was thinking about Halloween coming up and are you- uh, are, are you a costume girl? Or do you dress up for the big day? Oh, yeah, I'm a costume girl. <laughs> Even this year, I grew pumpkins for it. Really? You grew pumpkins? Yeah. Yep, I grew pumpkins. I only got four, and three <laughs> of them are kind of the runt of the litter. But I got one big, great white pumpkin, and it is uh, giving me life right now. Uh, I think me and my roommate are going to dress up as Gaston and LeFou. Um, just because for some reason that soundtrack has been, I have been singing it nonstop. And the other day she was like, Hey, we should be Gaston and LeFou and have like a whole dance scene when people come over on Halloween. And I was like, that's exactly what we need to do. When I was younger, I used to try to find outfits that made me cute or, you know, make me feel sexy. And now it was either I wanted to dress up like a Furby or Gaston. So, um, you know, things have changed. Things have changed for sure. Yeah, I'm going as. Do you watch Riverdale? Every 13 year old girl and me watch Riverdale. It's a show on CW. 
<laughs> I have seen some of okay, it. Who okay. are you going as? You'll appreciate this being a fiery redhead like you are. I'm going as Archie Andrews, the main character of the show. Hey, well, if you need a redheaded wig, I got boo koodles. <laughs> I knew you could appreciate it. Uh, listen, I love you so much. I think you're so incredibly talented. And please bring us that new music. We're ready for it. Okay, well, mark my words, I'm getting a t-shirt can. Okay. Just for you. I'm even going to put your name on a little piece of gaff tape at the bottom so you know. Perfect. But at some point, this will happen and your dreams oh. will come true, Cody. I'll make sure of it. Oh, a man's got a dream, Kaylee. <laughs> right. right. I'll see you with a t-shirt cannon in your hand. Thanks for listening to Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast.